In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. On the last day of my recent pilgrimage in the Holy Land, we went to Jerusalem. The place where Jesus spent his last week was charged, convicted, crucified, died, buried, and risen. We walked the Via Dolorosa, the same path that Jesus took with the cross on his back. We then entered the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. We began waiting in lines to venerate the holiest sites of our Christian faith. We first waited in line at the altar of the Rock of Calvary. We crawled under the altar on our hands and knees to peer down at what is said to be the rock upon which the cross was lifted and under which is said to be the skull of Adam. After this, we waited in yet another line, the line to see the tomb of Christ. People from all over the world were waiting in that line together to bow down and step into the tomb. That line wrapped around and around and around and around and around, just like a line at Disneyland. We waited for an hour and were still not to the entrance to the tomb. My feet started to ache because of the two weeks of pilgrimage where we'd been walking miles and miles. We continued to wait. Everyone around us was becoming more anxious and impatient, and so were we. So when we arrived at the entrance to the tomb, I noticed how small the entrance was. About one in every four or five people, as they emerged from the tomb, banged their head on the rock at the entrance. A guard halted us from entering sternly ordered us, enter by my orders only. Okay. Finally, I, along with my husband and two others from our group, entered the tomb by the guard's orders. Now, throughout this pilgrimage, I made a point to notice my reactions in the various places we went. As we entered the tomb, I had this very surprising, overwhelming exclamation running through my head. He's not here. He is not here. Let's get out of here and encounter the living God. And of course, as I bowed down and stepped out, I banged my head on the entrance to the tomb. He is not here. What? a delight it was to discover that these are the words that the angel of God spoke to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary at the tomb in the Gospel of Matthew. He is not here. So, where exactly do we find Jesus? Where do we encounter the risen Lord? Mary Magdalene and the other Mary expected to find Jesus at that tomb. They arrived and discovered that he was not there. An earthquake, an angel rolling away the stone. They expected to see the dead body of their Lord. 
It's no wonder they were both filled with great fear and great joy. Both of them had gotten up early in the morning, a lot like we did this morning, after the Sabbath, to be the first to pay their respects to the crucified Lord. They expected him to be wrapped up in linens, dead in that tomb. Can you imagine how afraid they were? The angel of the Lord greeted them and said, Do not be afraid. He is not here. See, he's risen from the dead. So go, run, tell the disciples. As they ran away, Jesus greeted them suddenly. And there he was, not dead, in their midst, in the flesh, real, alive. Can you imagine how shaken you would be? How shaken they must have been? They were so overcome. They dropped to the ground, grabbed his alive feet, and worshipped him. Both the angel of the Lord and Jesus himself said the same words to the two women. Do not be afraid. When we come to the place where we expected to find Jesus and find that place empty, how do we respond? Where are the places you expect to find Jesus but do not? I think we all need the assurance of the words of Jesus and the angel. Do not be afraid. And the angel, he is not here. The Marys did not stay at that empty tomb. They left quickly. They ran to tell the disciples what had happened. And it was in their movement away from the empty tomb that they encountered Jesus. So where do we find Jesus? Where do we encounter the risen Lord? This morning, we heard the salvation history of God's people here on earth. A series of stories of the people of God's creation discovering hope and promise as they moved forward beyond the places of chaos, out of oppression, beyond darkness, away from death. Stories of people who found that God was continually moving faithful people into life. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. And that is what the tomb represents, the place where Christ was buried, that we too are buried by our sins. So praise the Lord. He is not here. That tomb is empty. 
We don't need to be afraid because we, too, are called away from the tomb. And so we run into life. We run into the encounter of Jesus as his body gathered here this morning. We run into the encounter of Jesus this day at that baptismal font, knowing that our sins are buried with Christ, that we emerge anew today as we continue to move into life by and through those waters. We run into the encounter of Jesus in the alleluias, the bells, the songs, and the joy. And we bask in every shred of life that lives and moves and has being. We run away from the tomb with the Marys, with one another, rejoicing that there is resurrection, there is new life, and that life is made new today. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Amen.